Guest, let me know. You're a, you're a host. <laughs> no, nah, I'm a guest. Nice. I'm a I'm a humble guest. I like being a guest. Wow. So our host Walid is back for a fourth week, fourth episode in a row, second episode of the week, second in two days. And sure. without further ado, we've got our special guest, sir. Would you like to introduce What's yourself? What's up, everyone? My name's Ro. Um, I just want to say one thing that Hiran and Walid are the biggest idols of my entire life. Believe have single-handedly both changed the entire landscape of my life and the trajectory of my career. And honestly, being on this platform right now is um, the height I've peaked now, essentially, <laughs> in my life. Um, so I have nothing else to say besides that. Well, there you go. So apparently, for those listening to this podcast episode, Walid and I have had a crazy influence on Rohanit's life. The same as I can say. I love them. them. But I got to say that Barrett says we should go shoe shopping, and then he gives us a middle finger for not inviting him, as well as a <laughs> <laughs> says, Chelsea, can I get your number? So, sorry, I'm taken. I'm taken. I'm sorry. So I'm taken, we've already I'm got sorry. people hollering. Uh, so please tune into this IG Live. I'm actually going to put it on my uh, stick here. Um, on your what? I want to jump right in, boys, and I want to start – with, uh, I want to start with a little more sentimental topic. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, we saw recently the passing of Nipsey Hussle. Um, and I wanted to touch on this because of, I, I witnessed what Russell Westbrook did last night, historic night 2020. Of course, this is a basketball podcast. Last night, Russell Westbrook had 20, 20, 20, 20 points, 20 rebounds, 20 assists. And um, he paid homage to his great friend, Nipsey Hussle. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this somber topic uh, before we jump into the soccer. Which one of us? It doesn't matter. Go. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't know Nip Nipsey Hussle that much as well, but like clearly he's made a huge impact in the community, hence why... Um, all these athletes and all these people who worked around the community say the things that they say about Nipsey Hussle. So, um, like, all you can say is it was a tragedy, un again, with unnecessary violence. And we lost someone that was actually, like, doing a lot for the Los Angeles community. And that really sucks. Yeah, no, I, I'd echo those, those, that sentiment as well. I mean, like, uh, like clearly he's affected so many people. And I think it's kind of... I bring some hope to see the way that the community has rounded around this event. Um, but, you know, again, just the amount of needless 
um, and senseless tragedy that's been happening lately. I mean, it, it is really sad, but it's great to see people paying homage to him. Um, and hopefully we can carry on kind of impacts that he's been having on people within LA and beyond. So. Absolutely. I mean, I wanted to bring this up because the whole focus of this podcast, when Malib and I started in October 2017, we're coming up almost two years now, um, we wanted to get to a point uh, someday where we had the opportunity to inspire kids. And, um, you know, and I, I think to all the kids out there that might want to become a professional athlete or might have soccer dreams, or even if you're 22, you just graduated college and you have ball dreams, um, I just want to say that, you know, no matter what you're going through, um, don't let violence be the option, right? Um, just, just you know, stick strong and keep working hard, right? Um, yes. so, so we should never let violence uh, be the option. And, and to Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace. Um, and, you know, I may not have been a huge a fan music-wise just because I had never really <laughs> delved into to your music. Um, maybe now I will. And, you know, you've had an impact on this world. Um, so rest in peace. With that being said, we've got Aravind commenting, you'll never walk alone. I <laughs> I got my postal lodgers gun, and I want to jump right in, baby. Uh, we've got a Chelsea fan, as we call him, up in here. Um, so let's jump right in, boys. I know the big, the big focus of this episode um, is really going to be on the Premier League. Uh, and right now, the Premier League is getting intense. So I want to get your guys' thoughts, um, starting with you, Ro. Uh, I mean, can we can we say that this might be the best Premier League race we've witnessed in a very, very long time? A hundred, like a thousand percent. And especially I think the biggest part about it is especially since last year, like City had the title wrapped up literally like this time last year. Like I think by like January, people knew that City were going to win. The title was not a matter of if, it was a matter of when. So it is, it's awesome that we get to see such a close run in. And I think it's awesome that it's between Pool and City because while I'm not like, fans of either teams i despise both um if i'm being honest um i think they've just put so much work into their projects lately um klopp especially has been putting in a lot of work and i think the manner in which he's transformed that pool side um you know it, it does deserve merit and it's awesome to see that he's been pushing the city team which literally seems like it has endless funds um they've given pep the license to literally mold the team um, and the development of the players into essentially what they want so i think it is the two best teams going at it and the fact that they're literally neck and neck, um, it's going to be really fun to watch. So, quick update. City won today. They beat Cardiff 2-0. And to give you guys perspective, this is where we're at. Liverpool's got six games left. They've got Southampton, then Chelsea, then Cardiff, then Huddersfield, mm -hmm. Newcastle, and Wolves. All six matches, very tough. Uh, of course, Newcastle, Rafa Benitez, they're always going to do something. Southampton, we know the Saints. We're going, we're going to their house. Chelsea. I mean, I don't want PTSD to slip EG. Don't let this slip. Don't, don't let this slip. slip. And, uh, City, on the other hand, have got a game in a hand. But they've got Cardiff. Um, well, excuse me, they had that today. So they've got Palace, Tottenham, Man United, Burnley, Leicester, and Brighton. And I, fair, I definitely believe that this is going to go down till the last day of the season, which is May 12th. I hope not. So... I think if you look at the fixture list and stuff, just really quick, if you don't mind me saying, um, I think April is going to be the crunch month. This month is going to be the crunch month. And the reason for that is because it literally seems like there is no room for error. And if you look at City's fixture list, they play Spurs and Manchester United within four days of each other. I think it's April 20th and April 24th. Um, and that's huge. And I think the Spurs game especially is going to be tough because they play two legs against Spurs in the Champions League. So they're going to be playing a Spurs side that 
is going to be very used to playing them in a very short amount of time. But do they and play Spurs in the Champions League before the Premier League? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that so that I think that's a huge thing. I think that really I think that's where they uh, lose points. I do think so. So you think they lose points to Spurs, even though Spurs can, has failed to win? I think in the last five games or something like that, they, they won four today. games. In the last four games, they haven't won. Yeah. They've so, drawn they won once today. and lost. Oh, did they? They won today, too. Okay. Yeah, against Crystal Palace. Okay, outside of that, before then, they had lost. They've been shocking. Yeah. So you, Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really think that Manchester City is going to lose points at Tottenham? And again, losing points doesn't mean they're going to lose the game. They could draw. I think so. I, I could see it happening. I think that and then the... The Manchester Derby four days later. I think that's that, that's going to be the pivotal moment. I think that's, in my opinion, when the title is going to be decided. I think. So let me ask you this: If Spurs and Man United fail to take a point from Man City, do you think it's over? I mean, it's not. I would say, in my opinion, if they can get six points from those two games, I think they'd have the title title wrapped up. Um, in my opinion, I, I can't see them dropping points to any other team. Well, leave. I can't experience Liverpool losing at the last <laughs> again, bro. Uh, final, a bullshit, bullshit <laughs> goal, overhead bicycle kick, and now we lose the cha- the Premier League to one point by one point to Man City. Look, man, it it just comes down to consistency with Liverpool as well. Like like we had that draw a few games ago too. Like. There should those are like little things that Liverpool has to make sure that they do well at the end of the stretch too, and which they've been doing as of recently. But no, but at the same token, Liverpool's lost one game all season. We have one loss. I'm not. I I get that, but like Man City has Man City is that team, man. They're number one right now. It's like you can only afford so much, like so many slip ups. <laughs> one loss though. <laughs> I and, and that could and that could decide the season. Here's my point. Here's my point. I don't think. I, look, right and now. I'm not, I'm not talking about the losses though. I'm talking about the draws. Like we shouldn't we shouldn't have to draw against teams that we know that we should put teams away. It's like Man City. Like sure they've had losses on their schedule, but they've also put away teams that they should be putting away. Yeah, we've put away teams as well. We've just drawn seven games and they've lost four and drawn two. So that's, that's where that's, the advantage comes, right? Well, we've lost one game. And I think if Man City wasn't in the, per, in the, in the picture, everybody would be saying the season that Liverpool is having is one for the ages. One loss in the entire season? 100%. That just shows how good Man City is as well, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, what, right. makes, that's, the, what, that's what makes this season so compelling. Exactly. And I think one thing I would add to that is that, like, I think Pool have advanced a little bit in terms of, I think, what the last time they made a title push, they dropped a lot of points late on. Jared slip, obviously. I know that was a lot. And then oh, drawing 3-3 oh. to Crystal Palace right after. Please, but I think when, they, when y'all beat Spurs, I mean, 2-1, that was like an ugly, hard-fought game. I think in the second half, Spurs actually, I mean, they could have won it. They could have nicked it with the Sissoko chance and other chances they had. But I think that's the type of game that you need to win as champions. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Liverpool has had a lot of lucky <laughs> opportunities this season. Yeah. You think about Daniel Sturridge coming on oh, late. Oh, yeah. Chelsea yeah. making a ridiculous Ooh. goal. You think about at two weeks ago, last-minute penalty, James Milner sinks it. 
You think about the game against Everton, Everton. where it dinks off the post and Divac Origi heads it into goal. I didn't believe that when I saw it. <laughs> Mo Salah against Tottenham. Your Lori, Yori, whatever you want to call him, muffs it. <laughs> and Alderweireld kicks it into the net. Is it a sign that it's, it's going to happen? I think those are the kinds of things that when you look back at a season, you look back on and saying, like, those points that we got, that's what's going to make or break the season. And especially with um, – there's no room for error, so every point counts. So I, I don't say I, your prediction. Don't say your prediction. Okay. Don't say your prediction. So that I mean, I think that's a valid point to bring up, right? Like Liverpool right now. I was I was listening to ESPN and something they brought up, right? When you analyze these two teams over the next six weeks, here's what you know: City technically, like technically, right? is arguably the best team in the world, right? Arguably the best team in the world. I don't think they're the best team in the world right now. I think this is another case of like the whole Zion Williamson Duke thing where the media just rides a team and says, <laughs> oh, they're the best. Um, um, I had to put that in there. You're doing a really good job like ESPN bringing up Zion where I don't even expect so, his name to come so up. Now, now, going back to my point, but something that was brought up was that emotionally though, right now, emotionally, this Liverpool team wants it more. And you see it with the fans at Anfield. You see it with the players when they're celebrating. Uh, and th- this was something that was brought up on Sunday after or Saturday after Liverpool beat Tottenham. I guess at what point do you think emotions is going to play in these last six weeks knowing that it's one point difference? I mean, this title could be decided by one point. I think emotions come down to like emotions help in like the fact of just willing to win like there's some games where like Liverpool like we've said that like we don't think that they should have ever been in it and then but there's some people who just will yourself to win and that's what I feel like those emotions matter but it's also being content like towards the end like if you know that you might be slipping up don't let the emotions get the best of you either so it's like a two-edged sword in my opinion absolutely so I want us to get away from Liverpool, Man City. Obviously, we'll jump back in there. Let's talk about the top four race. Right now, you have third place, fourth place, fifth place, <laughs> <laughs> like, all uh, you know, decided by a few points. It's that close in that half of the bracket. I think right now, Arsenal has overtaken Tottenham. Is that correct? That is correct. So, Arsenal's in third. Is Tottenham... Uh, our- Tottenham's in third right now, actually. Arsenal have a game in hand, though. If they win that game in hand, they go in the third. Okay, so Tottenham's in third, Arsenal's in fourth, Chelsea's in fifth, and Man United's in sixth? Correct, yeah. Yes. What are your thoughts there as a Chelsea fan, bro? <laughs> I Dude, it, it's tight. I mean, um, if you look back like four weeks ago, even Spurs were all wrapped up for third place. I mean, they, they, they were fighting for second at one point. Um, they've fallen off dramatically. I think it's... It's going to be really, really razor thin tight, just like the title race. Um, our running, I think, and we have to go to Anfield. We have to go to. Um, and personally, I just don't. I can't see us getting top four in the Premier League. I think our only shot at the Champions League really is uh, winning the Europa League. So, um, so as a Chelsea fan, you're saying you don't think Chelsea will get into the top four? I mean, we've been shocking. I mean, like we have just been shocking and. The only solace that I have is that right now, today, for today's match, when we beat um, Brighton 3-0, um, sorry for the first time ever played the lineup that every fan has been calling for. He dropped uh, Willian. 
He played Hudson Odoi. He played Loftus Cheek. Right. He played Emerson. Um, and he, and it worked brilliantly. Um, so if he starts adapting um, and starts being so stubborn, I can see us maybe making a final run in, but I just don't see us picking up points at Old Trafford and Anfield uh, or enough points to stay in it. Okay. So I want to, I want to kind of probe a little bit here, right? So I, I think the thing that I hear a lot about Sari is that he's not adapting to the Premier League. And when, when people say adapting, meaning being flexible in terms of the system he plays, the lineup he plays, right? Um, I, for one, per, for one thing, say, yeah, you need to adapt at the same token. I don't know if you need to adapt, right? I, I, I almost feel like you just need players that are going to buy into your system and go full throttle, right? When I think of Jurgen Klopp, sure, he's adapted, but in all reality, right? Like, okay, so I think there's, there's, there's a divide, right? Like last year, Liverpool was all full throttle football, right? Edge to edge, go as hard as you can. This year they've played it back a little bit, right? They're not they're not high press, not not always, right? But to some regard, I understand why Sari doesn't want to be flexible, right? Because he's won before. He's I mean he's he's a he's a good manager. Like anyone who tries to argue that Sari isn't a proven manager is just lying to you, right? So do you think the problem in 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 at Chelsea is that Sari is not adapting, or is it that the players just don't believe in Sari's system? I. I think it's a very multifaceted problem. I could go on about this for, for days. Um, I think Sari got dealt a bad set of cards. He came in late in the summer with very little preseason. Most of his players were at the World Cup. And if you look at the Chelsea squad, actually, it's more of a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none. I mean, like, you look at the squad, it's most of the time for the past seven years has been playing counterattacking defensive football. Right. Um, and so now all of a sudden when you bring in Sari, who's literally the exact opposite of that. It's high-press, possession-based you know, football. This squad isn't adapted to that. You can't look at people like Marcus Alonso. You can't look at people like Aspilicueta playing as a right back in this system and saying that he fits naturally. That whole There's been a whole debate even now about N'Golo Conti playing as a right-sided midfielder, whether he fits that role or not. I think he's done a brilliant job. I think he's really molding his game to add offensive um, capabilities. But, you know, that's not his best position. So it's things like that where – and you take into account two aging wingers, William and Pedro. I mean, they're not at their prime. They're declining. Um, so sorry he's not really dealt with the same set of cards that he was at Napoli. Um, with that being said, I do I do sympathize with them. I think there has to come a point where, you know, you're six, seven months into the season, you restart realizing that your four through three isn't working. You've got to adapt. The only time I've seen him really adapt to a different style of football is when we did play Man City at home and we beat them 2-0 and against Man City um, in the Carlin Cup final where we stayed back and we conceded possession of Man City. And those games were really defensive displays. And, you know, we either won or lost in penalties which is more of a luck of the draw situation. So I think he needs to adapt more. And I think the biggest issue has just been a lack of rotation. He's not playing more of the younger players like Callum Hudson-Odoi and Loftus-Cheek have just been doing, you know, they've been doing bits every time they come on. They've proved that they, they need to be there, but he keeps starting players like Alonso and Willian and Pedro, who even when they don't, you know, deserve to be in the lineup, they're still there. So I think on that side, in terms of man management, I think, yeah. Okay. And then in terms of your striker, is Gonzalo Higuain the future? Is he, is he, I mean, absolutely like, not. Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> he's old. He's slow. I mean, I, I think it says a lot that Drew started the game today. So who do you striker in the future, in the next two seasons, let's say? It's a great question. Um, I, I think it looks so badly on us that we sign Higuain from Milan and Milan get Piatek. And I don't know if you all have seen Piatek at Milan right now. He's a Polish striker. He scored over 30 goals in just about 30 appearances so far. He's been ah, and it just looks so – like, that's the kind of striker. Perfect. 
Basically, what I hear is Chelsea's going down and AC Milan's going up. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. Ah, um, I, but, I think the perfect... I miss Diego Costa, I mean, I have to say. Yeah. I would take you, Cardi. Diego, I miss... I have, oh, God, I hated that. So, team. I have a question. So, like, me and, uh, me and my brother, we were talking about this, right? And we were saying that, like... So, we know that, like, I... Do you agree that this is more of like a management problem that's happening in Chelsea more than just a, uh, I guess a managerial or a players problem, but more like like head like management? I forgot the name, what they call it. Like there. the board. The board, yeah, because I, because like it's it's incredible to me that they go through like almost three coaches now, and then it's like they win, and then like the locker room all of a sudden doesn't believe in that coach anymore. I've just never seen it happen You're like right. this You're many right. times. No, you had Mourinho, then you had, and, Con- I, and I understood it with Mourinho because I never liked him, but then you had it with the other coach okay. same thing was happening. Okay. Now like, it's- God, I love Conte. Like even as a Liverpool yeah. fan, so- I loved Antonio Conte. So I don't know. Is it so like? Is this like maybe like players that are have been there forever like just need to like get over themselves, or is this like the board? Is this like I don't know. I like I I don't follow them closely like you. So I was just wondering your opinion on that. I think it's definitely. Uh, I think there's problems at every level. Um, the board I think is the biggest issue. I mean the transfer policy lately has just been shocking. If you look at the amount of money we've spent on really mediocre players, Danny Drinkwater was forty million pounds, just as an example. So shit like that. Um, but I think the biggest issue has just been that um, the amount of player power. Every time Chelsea starts declining, they sack the coach rather than showing the players that, you know. Players, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So I, I don't want us to delve too much here. So I, really quickly, I want both of you to give me who finishes sixth, who finishes fifth, who finishes fourth, and who finishes third. I'm going to start. Oh, here we go. I'm going to go. I think in third place is going to be Tottenham. I think they'll make it. I think they'll get there. Um, in fourth place, I'm actually going to get a wild card here. I'm going Chelsea. I, I, I just I, – I, there's a part of me over the years that has told me you can't count Chelsea out. Of course. I mean, you've won so much, right? So, I, I look, Arsenal is good. What Unai Emery is doing at Arsenal is phenomenal. But – I don't have the courage to pick Arsenal over Chelsea. So I'm going to go Chelsea uh, four, and I'm going to go Arsenal five, Man United six. Well, Damn. I'll go next. Um, so I have Tottenham third. Uh, I have Arsenal fourth and Chelsea fifth. I think that stays, to be honest. Um, after uh, Rohan had told his piece about how he thinks the rest of the season will go, I probably will agree with that. And six is Man City, Man United, sorry. And United. All right. So I got a question. Should we save our prediction for title to later in the episode? It's up to you. I think we're going to do that. Wait, so, but I, wait, wait. We need to hear Rohan. It's third through sixth. Oh, that's right. Let's go. Uh, I'm very similar to you guys. I think third Spurs, fourth Arsenal. I think fifth Chelsea and sixth Manchester United. He's playing. He's doing the typical Mourinho. <laughs> He stayed in the back of the bus. Look, I hope you're right here, and I really do hope you're he right. He doesn't want to see Chelsea going to be in the top four because he doesn't want to. You know, now they're going to get in top four because of you, Hiran. <laughs> and I'm going to be real mad. I, why would I have an issue? I would rather have Chelsea in the top four than Man United and Arsenal. I hate them more. No. Really? Yeah, I do. Man you I get. Manchester United I get. But... I, I hate Arsenal. I can't stand why? Arsenal. I don't know. I just can't. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think Arsenal fans are the worst. <laughs> Arsenal fans are the worst. 
Because they always talk all this stuff about, oh, perfect season, Terry on repeat. <laughs> 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 so, Yo, is dope, though, so. He's amazing. That is correct. So I want to jump to Champions League here. Uh, we've got a sick Champions League draw coming up, right? The Champions League is back upon us. You got Manchester United and Barcelona, right? Um, you've got Liverpool and Porto, Man City and Tottenham. We've got, Man uh, I said, Ajax and Juventus. Um, we've got, <laughs> what are you pounding your chest for? I'm not pounding my chest, I'm clapping. He's clapping. Okay. So I, I want love, to for, I, I love these draws. These are the quarterfinal matchups. Um, I mean, look, I'm going to be very honest. I don't like the way they're doing the Champions League this year um, in terms of the bracket breakdown where the winner of Liverpool and uh, Porto plays the winner of Man United Barcelona. Um, but at the very basic level, I'm going to go ahead and say Liverpool advances to the semifinals, Barcelona advances. Juventus advances, and I'm going to say Man City advances. What do you guys? Who do you see? What do you? Who do you see uh, winning between Barcelona and Pool? I'm calling it right now. Liverpool is going to upset Barcelona. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm calling it right now. I don't even know if that. I've said this before. Upset. I've said this before. I think if it's a one-on-one -on -one match, mano y mano final, I would put my money on Barcelona. But because it's two matches, I think that Klopp is just a mastermind when it comes to making sure we get a point going away. And I know Liverpool has struggled in the, in, in the Champions League this year, losing four away games. But I, I just can't see Liverpool losing to Barcelona over two games. And then what about the Juve and Ajax? It's, it's, Juve is going through, Man City is going through, and I got Juve beating Man City. You got Juve beating Man City. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ronaldo back in the Champions League final. <laughs> I think, I think we're going to be seeing Ronaldo and Messi Champions League final. You think the Ronaldo, <sighs> Juve? I, I think, I think the Champions League, like UEFA would, like that's what they'd want. Honestly, so I think that's what they're going to. Especially get. this late into their careers. Yeah. That makes sense. Exactly. That makes that'd be dope. Sense. Well, I have news for you guys. I don't think that's happening. I think Manchester United upsets Barcelona. Wow. We got a hot take over here. Just because I want to see a Liverpool versus... um Because Liverpool would play um Man United then, right? Yeah. If they would win. Yeah, I want to see that. Do you really see that happen? Like, wh why do you see that happen? <sighs> Just because I want to see it happen. If we're going by like logic, then yeah, I'd probably agree with you. It'd be Barcelona. And then if it was Barcelona versus Liverpool. I don't know if that would be as straightforward, but I think okay. In uh, help me out with the timeline. So like, if when if, when when or if Liverpool first, and um, Barcelona first, play, first, when 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 is that in terms of the Premier League? The first leg of the quarterfinals is the set the next this Tuesday coming up. And Wednesday. So Liverpool plays on Tuesday, and Tottenham and Man City play on Tuesday. Man United, Barca, Ajax, Juventus play on Wednesday. And then the second leg is the following week. Right. And when does the season end for the Premier League? May 12th. Yeah, I think I could see Liverpool winning then. So you see Liverpool winning what? The entire Champions League? 
No, 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 no. I don't think so. I think um, I think that I could see them winning against Porto, and then I think against Barcelona, I think they'll lose against Barcelona. You think they'll lose against Barcelona? I think. Well, you so. just said they're playing Manchester United. Right? Oh, for sure. No, no, no. But like in my heart, I want Manchester United. <laughs> That's there. My heart says otherwise. But I think, I think what will happen is that it's Liverpool versus Barcelona. I think Barcelona advances. I think they've missed out too many times for them to like make a mistake now. Yeah, but. Okay, Ro, give us give us your thoughts. Give us your predictions in terms of Oh, and then City Juve and then Juve in the final. Okay. Sure. God dang it. I don't want to see uh I don't want to see any of those teams. To be honest, I want Tom him to get through to the final, but that's what? not happening. Uh... Because I hate Manchester City, so I don't want them to have an opportunity to win the Champions League, and I hate Ronaldo, so I don't want him to have no, an opportunity to win. They did the they did the English clubs dirty though. They, one of the matchups is like they're them going against each other, and then on the other side, if they advance, then they have to play against each other. Well, all I'm all I'm saying is Liverpool got the easiest matchup. Actually, Juve probably did, but I'm gonna say Liverpool got the. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna complain. We're not complaining at all. <laughs> Bro, what do you think? Jay, both though both the people I support they Jay chilling this time. <laughs> Unless they pull a Sergio Ramos, then I don't know what to tell you. Oh, don't get me started, please. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't count Ajax or Porto out. I mean, Porto. I no, 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 no. I I do think Porto are gonna win it, but I I don't think it's gonna be like a cakewalk. Um, uh, I think going to Portugal against Porto. I mean, their stadium is is ridiculous. Like the kind of support they generate, it's intimidating. Okay. Um, I think it will be a Barcelona Liverpool semifinal. Um, and I don't know if you all like saw Barcelona haven't been playing too well lately. That's actually, the they've been dropping points. And I don't know if you saw against Villarreal yesterday. They drew four four, um, and Barcelona were two 0 up, and they actually conceded four goals and for like they didn't uh, score goals until uh, the last two minutes of the game where they scored two more. Um, and that was an entirely counterattacking display. Which when I think of a counterattacking team, I can't think of a better one than Liverpool. So, so I think the, the blueprint is then, there. Wait, the wait, wait, is there. wait, wait. The question then is who do you got Liverpool or Barcelona winning in that semi? I can see Paul winning it. I can see Paul winning it. As much as it hurts me to say it. Hot take. I'm going to wait till I see how the quarterfinals go before I can let. I mean, my early prediction is I still think Barcelona will. But that could change if I see how well Liverpool and how well Barcelona does. So then on the other side, who do you have? Tottenham or Man City going through? Me? Yeah. Uh, I got City going through. Um, Juve? I, I do have Juve, and I have City beating them. Beating Juve? I do have City beating them. I think... You have City Liverpool Champions League final? I do. Oh, I couldn't handle that. Oh. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> wait, wait, imagine. No, to be honest, to be honest, I, that, I would, I would take that any day. I would take City in a one-off Champions League final because I think in a one-one-match scenario, Liverpool can annihilate them. I really do believe it. It's not even that. Happened the last time you guys That's okay. That was at their house. This is a new. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. The last time we played a neutral field, actually. Actually, the last time they played in a neutral field, East Meadowlands, New Jersey, I was there, and Liverpool won. But oh anyway, wait, are we talking about pre-games? <laughs> Hold on, literally, I couldn't. Ha- I don't know how you say that you could be totally fine with that. I would not be totally fine with that. Fine with like, wait, wait, when would the final be after the Premier League yeah, would end? Right? Yeah. That would be a lot. That would just. That would be a lot. I'd be okay with it. I'd be okay with it. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. 
if Liverpool gets to the final, they're going to have two things, right? The first thing is they're going to remember losing in the final last year and what that felt like. The second thing is this team, this Liverpool team, is more defensively stable than they've ever been. They last year they didn't have their defense wasn't as good as it is now. So I think that one they're going to have the edge from it's like it's like UNC in 2016 versus UNC yeah. in 2017, right? The other part of it is if Liverpool loses the Premier League, they're going to feel a desire to absolutely annihilate Man City in the Champions League final. Kieran, I and I get that. Imagine if they lose the Champions League too, though. Then yeah. that'll be like the ultimate. But you know what? I'm okay with that because I think when you look back when this season started, no one had Liverpool getting to one point from winning the Premier League and getting back to the Champions League. A final. lot of people had them doing well in the Premier League, I'd like to say. But but imagine yeah. being that close both times. And still yeah. Losing. That would crush anybody. That crushed me. And I don't follow soccer like that. That would hurt me. I'm going on record right now, and I'm going to give you my prediction. Liverpool <laughs> is going to win the Champions League this year. I believe it. What about the league? You see, you see Madrid. We're not doing that yet. You see Madrid 2019. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Madrid 2019. Liverpool will win the Champions League in 2019. Jurgen Klopp will avenge his final ghosts, and Virgil Van Dijk will be the reason Liverpool is a top Europe. So is he gonna do a header? I'm not saying that. I'm gonna say top he's the reason we win, though. Is he gonna be top Vince? What are you gonna say, bro? Man City or Liverpool in the final? You gonna say Man City? I can see it in his face. All I have to say is that, like, I think in my opinion, it's hard to look past Klopp's record in European finals. Okay. It's hard. It is hard, and I do agree that this Liverpool side is the most defensive team that he's ever constructed. But I just take Pep Guardiola's final in European record in European finals and Klopp's record in European finals, and. I think last year, had this final occurred last year, I think y'all would have decimated them. But I think Pep is more privy now to the way to break down that Liverpool side. I, I have Pep winning it. Okay, so he has City <laughs> Champions League. I've got Liverpool. We'll lead. It's your time to shine. Uh, for if it was Liverpool and Man City? No, just oh, as my final. you predicted, you had Barcelona. Oh. Going through, right? Yeah. Or did Liverpool going through? No, I had Juve and uh, Barcelona going through. Who do you got? I'm going to go Barca. Juve. Barca. Uh, Messi's, Messi's the GOAT. It's not even an argument. Anyway. I'd ask Juve that, too. On to another subject. I want us to move he on. He said he had Juve, I'd just like to say. You have Juve beating Barcelona? I would. If they made the final, I think. No, I don't want that because I don't want Emre Chan to win. So, no, no I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. I'll see. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I think the bigger and better things in his eyes, but when he doesn't win the Premier League. Anyways, all right. I want to jump into something else. A lot that has been discussed in the media right now is the Premier League Player of the Year. Um, and I want to get your vote. Both of you. You guys should go first. All right. I think that by all means, it's it's between Virgil van Dijk, Raheem Sterling, uh, maybe, I don't know, I mean, maybe Aguero. I don't know if you could say that. Bamiyang, what are you, I mean, what? I really said Hazard. I'm dead. It's not, Hazard's not in it. Are y'all, wait, literally, top four, top five to be named it. He's not going to be named it, but he's, I, I want to give him a special shout out. Like, if you look at, like, the player of the year doesn't just have to be looked at goals or assists. When you look at, 
the percentage of people, yeah, uh, the percentage of points that we've won because of him. Okay. I, I, have you guys seen that chart? I can pull it up. But like, it's like he's literally won us. He's been directly involved in at least fifty-five percent of our goals or assists. Oh, don't get me, don't get me wrong. Like personally, don't get me wrong. That, there's a shadow. He's no, not gonna win it. It's Eden Hazard. He's, I mean, he's he a. He can have my babies. Like he can literally oh, have my babies. Wow, he's a top world-class player. Like he's one of the best in the world. <laughs> But he's not the Premier League Player of the Year. I'm not saying he's going to win it. And um, I'm I think saying on record, Van Dyke's the Premier League Player. Oh, who'd have thunk it? I heard some bonkers from some commentators this week. Which <laughs> was, like, Dean Sterling is the Premier League Player of the Year? I think so. Well, leave. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't hurt me. Has scored the same amount of goals as Raheem Sterling, and he's had a so-called Horrible year. Raheem Sterling has been all right though this season. Let's not like he's been fire. Yeah, no, so let's not like fire. let's not like say just say that there's a reason why there's a reason why he's up there. Raheem Sterling has been phenomenal, but I just don't think that he's had. Oh, imagine if he stayed in Liverpool. As Virgil Van Dyke, I think Virgil Van Dyke. I'll go on paper and say this before we jump to that next segment is the best center back in the world. And I think what he's done to that Liverpool team last year, we allowed what so many goals, and look what they've done this year. I think Son doesn't get a lot of love. Son has been thrilled too. Um, Who do you got, Rob? I, I I personally think it should be Van Dyke. I think Van Dyke is the best. He should be the Player of the Year. But I think um, the way the PFA does it, they always like try to like take into account whichever team wins the title. A lot of times they'll pick it from the title. Oh, so you're year. saying Man City's gonna win the no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I haven't said anything about my prediction or anything. I just think that Sterling has a very solid chance if City did somehow hypothetically go on and win the title. Okay. But I, th- I do think it should be Van Dyke. Imagine be a story Dyke. though, where they win the champ, where they win the league, where City wins the league, and then Raheem Sterling wins player a player of the year over a Liverpool player and over Liverpool. I would That's crazy. Oh! It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. It doesn't matter. All right. Now, I want to jump to something else. I think a lot of people talk about who are the top coaches. And the issue I have, top coaches in the world, the issue I have with the way we do this metric is we go year by year, right? In 2000 and, wow, in 2016, <laughs> people would have said Antonio Conte. Now, they won't say, they won't even put Conte in the top five picture, which to me is absurd, right? Um, so give me your best coaches in the world. And I want them in specific order. Top, I want top five oh. right now. Oh, oh my God. Well, like, what time frame are we talking You're about? You're asking a lot five? right now. Coaches coaching right now. They, we're not, I'm not asking coaches. for your personal top five. I'm talking about coaches coaching right now. What do you think are the top five? But like, but like, like, so like Conte Mourinho, you can't say because they're not coaching anyone. We'll All get right. to that in the next part. But yeah, no. Okay. So top, did, top five, top five. Does it have to be in order? Give me, yeah, it has to be in order. Oh, Bye. that's not allowed. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot to come up with on the spot. Do you have an order? Do you have an order? I do. Go for it. I want to hear what you have to say. Wow. You're putting me on the spot, my guy. No, what do you mean? You <laughs> what do you think you did to uh, I'm going to go on record and say that I think right now, the best coach in the world is Jurgen Klopp. Oh, God. <laughs> I think what Jurgen Klopp has done with Liverpool 
He hasn't won anything yet, and of course he needs to win to prove that, right? He hasn't won anything. But but we're talking about right now. I think Jurgen Klopp's the number one coach in the world. Number two, I'm not gonna give to Pep Guardiola because to be honest with you, I don't I don't buy into this whole city movement. I don't think Pep has done wonders at City because until I see them, until I see them win the Champions League. Until I see them win the Champions League, Pep doesn't win my heart. I'm sorry. But he's been winning. Literally. No. He's won the Premier League. Fair. Fair he won the Premier League. Look, you have to back me up. I can't say anything positive about City because I hate them. Wait, no. Wait. Uh, somebody has to be the same host. What the? Yeah. What? I'm going to say, say Pep, too. I'm going to say Pep, too. You just said you were going to put Pep, too. I'm messing. I'm going to say Pep, too. Uh, right now, look, I don't know if I could technically say him because he's just starting his second stint at Real Madrid. I was going to say. Yes, I'm going to go Zidane 3. I, I, Zidane's done too much in the little time that he was at Madrid that I I can't I can't say no to Zidane. Zidane. Um, I think if I had a fourth person and I, who'd I t- who I'd take right now, uh, I'd take... I, and again, his team's struggling right now, but I'd take uh, Diego Simeone. Yeah. Um, even though Atletico's struggling, I would take Simeone. Um, and then I think at five, I would take uh, Allegri at Juve. Um, so th- that's that's my thoughts. It might be controversial because I put Klopp at one and you're, Pep at two, and I think a lot of people would have it the other way around. <clears throat> I'd love to hear uh, Rohanit's takes. What's that? What'd you say? I'd love to hear Rohanan's takes. <laughs> so I think that like the the names you threw out there are basically the same ones that I'd say. I don't know if I necessarily agree with the order. I think Klopp, what he's done has been amazing at Liverpool. Um, and I think a lot of that too has just been um, the backing he's gotten from the board. But I I just think his lack of winning anything at pool so far just I can't put him at number one. Like oh, I, fair, absolutely fair. But with that being said. Uh, I do think that Poole are going to win a heck of a lot in the next coming years. Even this season, I think they're going to win something. Um, oh! But number two. Oh, he put a little hint in there. I'm excited. I will put number two. I put Klopp in number two. I don't know who my number one coach is. I, with the Pep, with Pep, my only issue is that, like, yeah, he wins a lot. But, like, bro, like, the amount of money he has at City is ridiculous. <laughs> every team he's managed is a team that's been set up to win. He managed a Barcelona team with Messi, and like he's like, yeah, lauded for unlocking Messi, but like, he just gave <laughs> Messi a free roll. Like, I don't know. Like, we could have done that. I don't know. And like, <laughs> Bayern Munich, like, Eupinkus is the person who succeeded. Eupinkus wins the treble. Guardiola comes there, gets the money, is allowed to buy players like Thiago uh, and Bernard is left back, and like all these players, and still doesn't win the treble. He only wins the Bundesliga, which for me, for Bayern Munich with the squad they have, it should be a given. Um, and here with Man City, he's got an it's unlimited squad. It's interesting you bring that up because that's my issue with Zidane. My issue with Zidane is, okay, counter to that, he's won. He's won. He's won everything. Three. I know. I know. He's won it's everything. three in a row. He's, he's won everything. Many. He's won everything. But at the same token, when you have – look, I respect it because I, as a basketball fan, know that even when you have superstars, you may not win. But he has everyone. Front to back, he has Ronaldo. Right now? Not right now, not right now. I'm talking about I'm talking about the three titles: Ronaldo, Bale, mm-hmm. Isco. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, the list is endless. Modric, Cruz, Cruz, right? Like, <laughs> Ramos. You know, like, he's his teams uh, are sad. I do agree with you on that, but, like, for me, winning the Champions League, even twice in a row, is ridiculous. Because, like, um, if you look at the Champions League, dude, it's like a knockout competition, two legs and one leg in the final. That is much harder to win, I think. I know the league is, like, more of a time, but, like, the Champions League, with the quality of opposition you're playing consistently – that you have to win within those one or two games. Right. I think winning it three in a row is like it, it, you have to like take students for that. Retweet. I, yeah, like that. That that is. On a three, then. I put him at three. You put him at five. I put Pep at four. I put Diego Simeone at five. Okay. All right. All right. I don't know who I put. I I don't know who I put. I want to put Carlo Ancelotti in the mix there, too. I think he deserves a shout-out. Okay. Uh, what he's doing at Napoli has been really good, I think. He's been pushing okay. Juve quite a bit. We're just going to skip a lead. No, he's... hold on. I, I So, for y'all information, I can say my top three. In my, okay. uh, number one, I got Pep. You're just a Man City rider. How? How? Sterling, Sterling, De Bruyne. I didn't say Sterling should win it. Hold on, I said Van Dyke should win it. All right, go. You got Pep at one. I have number two, C. Dunn. You're gonna three. Once Jurgen wait wait once Jurgen wins something, like like if he wins the league it changes it changes I'm not, automatically. I'm not trying to that point because that is the most fair point. He's got to win before he. Like can me play. like I get and I get the Zidane thing because he's only done like one stint. He's been at a great team or whatever. And I think like Zidane's thing will be really tested on this upcoming um his like yeah. new tenure or whatever. So that'll be really tested. His legacy. Beautiful son. What what a take what a take. Who do you got at three? Jurgen. Y'all can fuck up. <laughs> I, I told you third is still clock all right beautiful you got daddy daddy clock daddy jurgen at three y'all y'all can't say i'm biased now just because i want to move on here i want to move on here uh to the top goalie in the world right now i just want one response oh, no, no, black. no he's not yeah no black no i'm not going to black I'm going Ali Son. I knew yeah, we've already discussed. we've already discussed this. I'm going Ali Son. Hey, still. Okay, fine, bro. Give me neither, neither, neither. It's the same. But <laughs> who do you think it is? Who do you think's the top goalie in the world right now? Yeah, no, boy. Okay, and who would you put at second? Ali Son. Okay, all right. I'm good. We're done. <laughs> We're done with this segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want us to do this next next part before we jump into our final segment of the show, which is our Premier League prediction, what people have been waiting for. I'm but scared. I, this is a tough question, and you might need to do research. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why do I, I've been researching this entire episode. I'm not going to do a lead. <laughs> I'm not going to put a lead on the spot. Never mind. We'll no, 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 no. I got this. No. We'll save it for another episode. What the heck? But I'm going to ask a different question. If you could choose one player, just one player to have at Chelsea, Waleed, if you could choose one player to have. 
No, and it has to be a current player, not someone from the past. And boy, that's easy. Right now, who would it be? Ronaldo. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Who says no to Ronaldo or Messi, huh? Ronaldo in a heartbeat. Huh? I would say no to Ronaldo in a heartbeat. You're high as a kite, clearly. Wow. Yeah. Bro, who, who's that one player at Chelsea? If I could have any current player at Chelsea right now, I think our biggest issue is scoring. We've scored the fewest goals by far of any team in the top six, and that's what's hurting us. So I think we need a striker, like a, a fully prime striker. I think Lewandowski, in my opinion, what? would be perfect. <laughs> Actually, wait, I take, my, I take it back because like our front three is pretty good. As much as I love Ronaldo, we really don't need Ronaldo like that. So I would say like a midfielder. Like Modric or something? That'd be pretty dope. Nope. 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 Or Conte. Nope. I like Conte. He's Don't you cool. dare touch Conte. Don't you dare touch him. Put your hands off. Philippe. 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 I would take one and one player only. The greatest player to ever touch the game of soccer. Oh, my God. Daniel Messi in the middle. Behind. Get it. Okay, next topic. This is where I cut you off. No, no, no. All right, next topic. Who's winning the Premier League? Imagine Messi. No, I can imagine Ronaldo doing too. What? This is the same thing I said. All right. I want to end this episode, guys, with a fun prediction. I've got Liverpool winning the Champions League. Lead has got Juventus winning the Champions League. And Rose got Man City or Juventus winning the Champions League. So, we leave it all on the wall. Who wins in six weeks? No, not six weeks now. It's going to be, yeah, six weeks, basically. Six weeks, yeah. On May 12th, who is crowned Premier League champion? Rose. You, you want me to start? Yeah. No, actually, no, I don't. I want Waleed to go. <laughs> well, you already know that Liverpool. You wrote it down on the whiteboard? Yeah. All right. I I've been thinking about this all day. I kid you Say not. No, I'm gonna cry. I've been thinking about this 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 statement that I'm gonna make all day. I have you know. And I have something that I was gonna say. I planned it the whole day, but I'm throwing it out the wall, and I'm going on record right now, and saying that I'm a believer. I believe that Jurgen Klopp will do what no manager has managed to do ever, and that's win the Premier League. For Liverpool. And and I tell you all of this to say all day I've been saying it's gonna be Man City because anytime I've predicted, we've won. <laughs> and I don't want to jinx it, but I'm going with it. I have to be Jurgen Klopp in his first interview said we have to stop being doubters, we have to be believers. Yeah. Next six weeks, I'm gonna be nothing but a believer. There you go. There you go. Um and, uh, moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, um, I said at the beginning of the talk, I think April is going to be the crunch month. I think when you compare the title run-ins, that four-game span of playing Spurs and the Manchester Derby for City, I think is where they're going to drop points. And I just think with the way Poole have been picking up points, we've talked about it like in the most like unlikely circumstances. That win against Spurs still sticks with me to this moment because that was a game that they should have lost, let alone draw, and they and somehow got three points. If we had drawn that game, we would have lost oh, I, rem- I remember how much we that affected lost- Roe, actually. I do remember him talking about yeah. it. 
Wait, are you talking about the Spurs game that just happened? That just happened. If we, if we, if we had drawn that game, we would have lost two points. United City could have went above us by three points, three points. but that was crucial because they would have Their won goal both differential. They're up by yeah. seven goals right now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I just think that went. Also, in like you got to admit, Everton. Did you think that that ball was going to hit the post and Divock Origi was going to put it in? Exactly. Exactly. Those are the, those are the moments. Sturridge nabbing a point at Stamford Bridge out of, like, literally nothing. Those are the moments that I think when you look back at a season, you say, yeah, that's what won us the season. And lastly, I just think with the way – I don't know why I had this gut feeling in my head. I don't know if you guys remember in the 2009-2010 season, Chelsea were only one point ahead of Manchester United with two games left. And Steven Gerrard gifted a pass to Drogba to seal the title for Chelsea. I think the exact opposite is going to happen. <laughs> I think you. we're going to gift wrap a win for you guys at Anfield. The exact opposite is going to happen. You guys are going to pick up three points courtesy of us. Probably a David Luiz mistake or something like that. And <laughs> we'll win the title. Liverpool will win the title. This I man. Wow. I just have that feeling. You never walk alone, baby. You never walk alone. I can't believe I'm saying that. Oh my god! I, I have to end this. I have to end this with a somber moment. <laughs> with a somber. I just know that on if that happens on May 12th, I don't think in 2003 when the Florida Marlins won the title, I cried like that. I don't think in 2006. Seven. Yeah, I know. I I don't think in 2006. Yeah, but I was a big Marlins fan. I don't think in 2006 when Dwayne Wade won our our first title, which I that was the greatest title of my life. I don't think – actually, my second greatest. I don't think I cried that much. I don't think in 2012 I cried that much. I don't think in 2013 I cried that much. In 2017, I definitely cried that much. But in 2019, <laughs> on well, if that happens, that will be the greatest feeling ever. Oh, really, no. Yeah, oh, really. You got thoughts there, Waleed? What do you have to say? The Chelsea guy saying – You never walk alone! <laughs> And guess what? I got it on camera too, so. Oh God. Yeah, we saw the little like. Well, it's also on Skype, but you know. Damn. So, with that, folks, we had an amazing episode. Fifty-five minutes of nothing but soccer. Yes. Our Champions League predictions. We've got our Premier League predictions, which I need to throw it in there that all three of us have Liverpool winning the league. Let's hope that on May twelfth. Waleed and I aren't crying like we were when Liverpool lost the Champions League final to Real Madrid. Uh, and it actually happens for the first time ever. Um, I'm going to go on record and say this. I am down to fly to England just to be there uh, on 12. Wow. Liverpool possibly win. Why don't you book your tickets right now, actually? Let's do it. Let's book yeah, our tickets. Yeah, let's do it right now. $200, $250, I'll do it. Do it. No, just do it now because we're gonna you're gonna win it regardless. So you may as well just pick your stop. Ticket. You're gonna jinx it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so mad. I love. So with that, I want to thank you guys for an amazing episode. Please do not forget to go subscribe, like, comment, review, rate, message us on Instagram at balltalkhw at Gawala, at my name is underscore will lead, um, and give us topic ideas. Uh, it was a pleasure having Rahan it on. This is gonna be the first many episodes i believe it um and i actually think it has to be because we've got to do more episodes now that the premier league race is coming down to the final six weeks let's um, do it let's do it you guys have to say to the listeners thank you wow 
Thanks for listening to another podcast. We appreciate the support as always. And um, I guess, yeah, like tell us like what other topics we can do. We know this is like a little bit of a different episode than just a normal NBA or NCAA basketball. So this was fun, especially me not knowing much about the topic and hearing you guys talk about it. I think people who don't know that much about soccer but are interested will find this podcast interesting. So let us know other interesting ideas to do. And lastly, our guests, anything to say? No, I just it's been a pleasure uh, with these two fantastic men here on this uh, on this platform. Um, it's been wow. awesome to be able to be on Ball Talk. It's been my dream as a kid. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, please like and subscribe. These people are on are going to be doing amazing things in the near future. So uh, all I got to say is look out, world. All right, I have a serious thing. What's that? You heard that? Look out, world. That'll be the last segment. But last thing on May twelfth. If it comes down to the final game of the season, yeah, we make a deal that we all meet up in D.C. and we spend the final weekend together and Dude, watch Liverpool and Man City's last game to see what happens. I'm, I'm so down. Let's do it. I'm down. All right. That's a deal. All right, folks. That's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in. See you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.